You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy, Farhan Hassan, and Sean McGuire. Well, gather around, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hello. Sean, do you have any idea where Farhan is this week? I have no idea where, where that guy is. I, you know, yeah, I know I don't have any idea. <laughs> All right. I, I, the, the truth is, uh, the truth is, football season has begun. And it's time for us to talk football. I, I I have been super excited about this. We talked about this last last week. Um, I I just want to get into these games. There's so much to talk about. We've got 16 NFL games to discuss here today, and uh, let's just get into it, man. Let's do it. We haven't been able to say that for for months, and it was in question. So so how did you um uh, how did you take in Thursday night's game? What you and I were not together. So like what. Did you watch it at home? Did you go out? No, I watch it at home. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but my son at one point in his life ordered uh, pennants for each team, NFL team. Oh, pennants. Yeah, like the ones that are... Yeah, I, I, I noticed them laying right here. My son has the same, yeah, same pennants. I think your son and my son are working together on this. But probably. Uh, so here's the embarrassing part, though. I put up the pennants for... The teams that are playing that night. <laughs> okay. And you spent so much time doing it, you didn't actually watch the game. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. It's just I, I'm like down in my man cave and I got my flags up and I watched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a little embarrassing, but. That's okay. Because you, you used to have the magnets on your fridge, right? You would have like each matchup. The helmets. The helmets, yeah. 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 Uh, do you still have the, the helmet magnets on your fridge? I do, but they're bigger now. I bought a. <laughs> you, bought, you had a more deluxe set. Yeah, I got a nicer set. <laughs> Oh, just as I'm saying this, it's, I'm just shaking my head at myself. No, it's okay. You're a grown-ass man. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm not convinced anymore. All right, let's talk about this game, though. All right, let's my God, do it. Because I, I watched the game, uh, and I, I, got, I was so excited. And when it, when it came down to it, I was a little, like, I was a little, I was so excited. I think I was a little disappointed. I thought the, the game wasn't a barn burner of a game, but I was a, like, I was a little bit like, ah, oh, like, it didn't feel the same because there's, like, not really any significant number of fans in the stands. And, and so you had to kind of, like, you had to, like, do, like, a little mental gymnastics to try to get yourself into that, into, like, that that mode, you know. And uh, I, I, found, I found it more work than normal to watch a football game. I was a little surprised how much I noticed that. I thought, oh, yeah, they'll have this canned crowd noise. It'll be fine. Yeah, it just kind of isn't. And it wasn't canned in Kansas City, but it was just small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they probably uh, did they add canned music there too or not? I, I, all I know is they, they did you see what they, they talked to Belichick and they asked Belichick, what is, what's the closest thing you've ever done to, to play these games? And he just, you know, in a Bill Belichick way, he just was like, practice. <laughs> like I can just see like the super logical, like his brain just being like, oh, yeah, this is just like a, a you know a, a walkthrough, a, like a live walkthrough practice with you know, and and then I started realizing if you're down on the field, and I don't know if you can, I don't know if they can hear the pumped in, if the pumped in noise is just on the TV or if it's on the, I don't know. I think but it's in the stadium. You think it's in the stadium? I too? think so. Yeah, um, yeah, because there's rules about how many decibels it can be. So. The uh, if you're just sitting there and, and you know football practice is just not that exciting. It, it, so for these guys, these moments, the big sack, the interception, um, it, it, there's no way that it can feel at all like like the the energy that happens in a real NFL game. I wouldn't think so. But we can have that energy right here. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> Little, little pumped in crowd noise. It's like we should we should like bring like our kids here just to like just fake 
crowd noise for us. I love it. I, I might I might try to find some crowd noise and just put it into the recording. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I will say one of the games I was watching. I think I don't know if it's the Vikings game. Um, the the fake crowd noise, like the announcers, you could not hear the announcers. I noticed that too. Was that the Vikings game? And I was just like, come on, man! Yeah, like you've yeah. had months and months and months to get this ready. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it yeah. seemed it seemed like in the Vikings should be really well rehearsed at pumping in crowd noise because they've been doing it for years <laughs> oh allegedly allegedly <laughs> all right sean did you, did you have any takeaways from that thursday night game um uh news flasher uh clyde edwards Alaire is going to be a very good running back yeah he looked really good <laughs> he looked really good i think he's gonna be really good between the fives uh i'm not so sure how good he's gonna be on the goal line right um but that offense i i think that's just fine like, I think, I don't think he needs, I think I looked at it and I thought, well, I know they kicked the tires on Adrian Peterson and I bet you they were like, hmm, boy, it'd be really nice when we get on the goal line to have a guy like a sledgehammer, like AP to come in and uh, score some touchdowns. I don't know if they have that guy on their roster, but uh, he's going to be really good. But I, it's pretty early to say he's not good at the goal line. Too. He, did, he didn't look good on Thursday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's pretty Maybe early. JJ Watt had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, other things I noticed, um, Michael Hardman didn't, he just got used as a gadget player. Yeah. Um, number four receiver. Yeah. Like Demarcus Robinson totally outplayed him. Yeah, although I don't think he necessarily outplayed him because Demarcus Robinson had like three drops. Well, that's looked, true. I thought he looked bad, but, um, could have had a giant night without those could, drops. Right. Um, I know, uh, I'm just going to take a, you know, like a early victory lap here um we talked about will fuller brandon cooks will fuller had i thought he had a, a high volume night i think he's going to be good until he gets hurt but for right now uh it looks like they're 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 trying to feature him um so i'm going to take an early victory lap on that of which of course you know the early victory lap means you're declaring victory and because after week one we know all of the answers right <laughs> <laughs> right, there couldn't possibly just be a one-week aberration that never happens. Um, I thought David Johnson looked better than I expected. Um, he might be really good in that offense. Um, I'm not saying I, I, people will probably never accept that trade, especially what, considering what Nuke did later right. on. But but uh, but there's also some salary implications that guys in, in that listen to this podcast probably understand as well. Um, I, you know, I, and I, I did say uh, keep an eye on Jordan Aikens. He's a guy that uh, I had on my team for a, a second. I've been kind of watching him for a while. Third year, uh, a tight end. He's got receiving skills. Um, and I thought that that was, uh, that was another thing that I had that I noted. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned Mecole kind of operating as a wide receiver for that night. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I think, clearly established himself as the second receiver in Kansas City, yeah, at least for one at week. At least for one week, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a really abrupt jump here, Sean. Okay. We're going to go from the Thursday night game to the Sunday night game. Yeah, who who organized the games in this way? <laughs> It's crazy. Know. All right. Yes. Which producer do we get on about yeah. that? This is Far Farhan did this. Right. Uh <laughs> so this is the Cowboys versus the Rams. Uh just a couple takeaways for me. Amari Cooper, who I have a I can't even call it a love hate relationship. I know he's a good player, but hate he, hate? He it's kind of maybe more hate hate. Oh. But uh he did have fourteen targets. He caught ten of them for eighty one yards, which isn't a giant fantasy night, but he was clearly the lead dog there in the in the receiver core. Uh, Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb had similar games. They saw, uh, I think, five or six targets. One had five, one had six. They had similar yardage totals. So I actually think that might be a bad sign for Gallup going forward, possibly that the rookie came in and matched his production. But we'll see. It's week one. Did you think that he pushed off? Well... <laughs> I'm it's be... totally an, it, 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 one of those things I think that depending on where what what flag you have flying to say use how you perceive that play most most of those calls are uh, are decided that way <laughs> yeah which so. pennant you have up in your basement <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 
Um, on the Rams side of the ball, uh, Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers split carries pretty evenly, but tonight Brown was not tonight, Sunday night. Yeah. Well, uh, Brown was a way more productive player. Uh, and then Robert Woods, people had predicted him being really good this year. It looks like he's on track to do that. He had eight targets, caught six of them for 105 yards. He was the most involved wide receiver for Los Angeles. Yeah, I had I, I had a couple of things. I mean, I, one thing we're going to notice here is I spent a lot of time looking at the rookies. Um, Cam Akers, he, he, uh, my take on that is he just was less effective and for people who are hoping for basically a starting running back right away, you might have to wait a while. Um, I'm not saying he's a buster. I mean, that's crazy, but um, I'm just saying is it, it might, the, the take I had was it might take a little while. Um, Van Jefferson had caught one really nice pass, um, but I, it seemed like he was only playing with the second teamers. He was fourth on the team in, 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 wide receiver snap counts. I don't think anybody drafted that guy thinking he's, I mean, I love him. I've, I've made that really clear, but no one's taken him thinking he's going to be starting for them right away. So, you know, I got weight on, on that one as well. Only other major thing I noticed is the Rams jerseys are like the worst things I've ever seen. Those things are I, I, almost, I just almost had to like t- change the settings on my TV yeah, like the the logo. I, okay, I don't love it, but I hate it. I know a lot of people do. I I'm not going to go so far as to say I hate it, but I think you're spot on with those jerseys. Like they were not attractive. It's just it's just not the Rams, and I'm I'm kind of a traditionalist, and yeah, it just made it harder. I felt like I was watching some kind of like like an XFL game or or some something you know maybe the Oregon Ducks or something some team that just does weird terrible things. <laughs> you're talking about jerseys and such right yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. all right jets versus bills yeah let's okay. do it so uh <laughs> several things uh sam darnold is terrible uh i'm i'm basically also going to take a victory lap on that he is not athletic at all and he doesn't appear to be very bright wow uh, yeah it's harsh um, sorry mrs darnold <laughs> is he married or talking to his mom <laughs> Because he's only like 21 years old. He's probably not married. Yeah, he's the kid. Um, I see no value in the Jets' uh, wide receivers. Uh, Darnold can't throw to them. Jameson Crowder got basically a lucky touchdown. It's kind of a missed tackle, and and it was so funny. I expected the nose nose tackle to catch up to him eventually because he looked really slow. Um, I, I, I would expect very little from Bashad Perryman or Denzel Mims if he ever gets on the field this year. Um. I will say Adam Gase was right. We know that uh, Le'Veon Bell's hamstrings were tight because <laughs> after that weird that weird discussion, he pulled his hamstrings, and then Gase left him in there, which now he's basically on IR for three weeks. And, uh, yeah. Um, I thought Chris Herndon uh, had high volume. If there's if there's anybody to own in that passing offense, it's going to be him because I don't think Donald is going to be able to hit a wide receiver. Um, on the Buffalo side, uh, I, Josh Allen might not be smart, <laughs> but he, unlike Donald, is crazy athletic, and that entire offense is goes through him. They're going to they're going to live or die on Josh Allen this year, and he had a, a massive game. Um, I thought the Bills looked like a really good team. I thought they looked like a complete team. Obviously, uh, maybe not uh, in the kicker department, but um, Allen missed a guy by like ten feet over his head who was wide open. That's typical Josh Allen, but but he but he is uh, um, the. the the volume he just has so much impact on that offense yeah he's uh he's he still came in as a top five qb fantasy qb this week well i would be surprised if he wasn't top one because he was it was in our our scoring system he was 30 points maybe this well, russell russell and yeah Aaron some of the guys are yeah, pretty good this yeah, week that's but, true that's yeah. true but anyway so he's yeah um 
Zach Moss, I thought his usage was interesting. I think we had talked before that that we were both uh, thought that he was the the running back to own. I'm going to say that he is the second best running back on that team, with Josh Allen being the best running back. Oh, on okay. the team. <laughs> yes. Um, he he was used. He 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 was less effective with his rushes than Singletary, but he was used in all three phases of the game: rushing, receiving, and goal line. So I still think he's. If you're going to go with an, an actual running back on that team. Um, I would go with him. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, uh, Stefan Diggs, we talked about whether he and Josh Allen are going to be able to exist on the same page. After the game, he's like, he's like, I want to go all out for Josh Allen. And I thought, that's awesome. That That's a week one comment. And then I thought, wait a second. What does that mean? That means, like, maybe you don't want to go all out for somebody else. Maybe he just he's just basically indicating that he's a, a flake. So whatever. He's, he'll be fine fantasy-wise this year. My prediction stands at week four. Week four, we'll does the blow up? Sideline altercation between those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to uh, the Vikings Packers game. Uh, boy, the Vikings defense is not what it used to be. Oh God. Uh, their their defensive backs are really young, and they showed it. They did not look very good in this game. Or Aaron Rodgers just looked crazy good, and maybe a little of both. Yeah. Um, Cook and Thielen still got it. Cook got paid this week that was one of the one of the storylines we talked about last week right um i was surprised that irv smith wasn't involved very much in this game i thought he'd be more involved with uh bc johnson and justin jefferson being the kind of default second receiver i thought we'd see more irv smith so i don't know if that's an indication of things to come but it was just something i noticed um on the Green Bay side of the ball, I was watching, I'm an Aaron Jones owner, so I was really interested in how A.J. Dillon was going to do. He only had two carries. He was effective with those carries, though. He had 14 yards, so he basically had a seven yards per carry average. Yeah, I mean, but that I mean, that doesn't really add up to much. But I will say um, a couple things. I mean, he, before the game, I mean, when they announced like their depth chart, he was third on the depth chart. So, um I don't think Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones users are going to lose sleep over it. I mean, was he used on the goal line? And then you maybe care about it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a little surprised about his usage actually to just see two carries. I think Tyler Irvin was a guy, that, right? And I think he out touched Dylan. So I, <laughs> he, oh yeah, he for sure did. I looked him up by the way, and it was like he's like a six-year pro or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> has he been in some people's like practice squads for five years? I. I pay a lot of attention to football players. I don't remember him. So uh, also another surprise with Dylan not seeing the ball. Aaron Jones had, I think it was, I said at least six. I think it was closer to eight goal line touches. He only scored one touchdown. We knew his production at the goal line was going to decrease this year, but it just hurt to see him getting targets and touches near the goal line and not score. Right. Um, Rogers, as I mentioned earlier, looked amazing. Devante looked great. The takeaway for me, by the way, victory, victory lap. <clears throat> I did pick him as the wide receiver one. Oh my God. <clears throat> I did pick him as the wide receiver one. Oh yeah. Devante. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love the victory laps in week one, Sean. Keep yeah, them coming. I, I, this, this is, I, this is all, I'm going to take them now while I can. Right. Um, um, who's, just one who's, last comment. Who, who, is it, okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, who do you think is the wide receiver to? Is well, that where that's, you're going to go? That is where I was going to go. I, um, I mean, I still think Lazard is probably the guy, but uh, MVS sure had a good showing on Sunday. Um, he dropped a couple. And Marquez Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scandling, right? Scantling. Scantling, I think. Oh, okay. It's like scantily. For sure. But uh, he could have had a huge day. He did end up dropping a couple of balls. Um, so, yeah, that's still up in the air. I'm guessing MVS might be available in your league. If he is, I would drop some uh, some fab money or some auction dollars or however you, uh, how you, how you secure you, you, those free agents. He's, he's worth up. a pickup. Yeah, exa- yeah, for okay. sure. Do you want to talk about Washington football team? Uh, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> how about Philly? Okay, so I, uh, I checked out this game. Uh, uh, number one thing you need to know is the Philly offensive line looks terrible. Terrible. 
and they've they've had they've had guys out, um, but they gave up I think eight sacks. Uh, Carson Wentz looked terrible. I do he he blamed himself. I I blame that offensive line. It was awful. Um, Deshaun Jackson uh, had got a lot of targets. Uh, he only played fifty percent of the snaps. Um, Jalen Rager had a had a big huge catch. Um, he muffed a punt as well. So, uh, and unlike Deshaun Jackson, he didn't muff it and then like do that thing where they drop the ball and then like pick it up and run it for a, a touchdown. Um, Washington. Uh, so the flip side of that is we don't know how bad the Eagles offensive line is and we don't know how good the Washington defense might be. They could be pretty good. Um, I thought, uh, Haskins still looked rough. Um, uh, Logan Thomas got a lot of, uh, targets. He's not somebody to add. He's on his seventh team in seven years. I don't think he's finally figured out. He's gonna. But there was so much Logan Thomas hype, Sean. Oh yeah, I mean the hype train was real, no doubt about it. Um, there's gonna be a lot of leagues where people are gonna be like, I gotta pick up this Logan Thomas guy now. You can you can do that. You can also, by the way, ignore uh, Peyton Barber um, because he's Peyton Barber. But one thing I think was really funny about this was if you go back to the beginning. You, of 2020 and how we've looked at this. It was like, all right, the back to have there is AP. Oh, no, no, maybe it's Bryce Love. No, 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 it's for sure Antonio Gibson. <laughs> oh, wait, J.D. McKissick's been named the starter? It's that guy. No, and then and then Peyton Barber gets two touchdowns. <laughs> and uh, and 1.7 yards per 1. carry. 1.7 yards per carry. You can, you can skip that guy. Antonio Gibson, I looked at um, his game a little bit. His stats, there's really not really any alternative there in Washington his stats look okay. He had one 20 yard run. Uh, 19 of those yards came after an uncalled holding penalty. So he's still learning how to play running back. And yeah. I, I don't expect a whole lot out of that offense. Yeah. All right. Browns versus Ravens. Um, boy, you, you were one of the storylines you brought up Sean last episode was, uh, whether or not Lamar Jackson can turn into a passer. He looked really good in this game. He yeah. looked like a passer. Um, uh, Ingram and uh, J.K. Dobbins were duking it out. I'd say Dobbins came out on top in this one. Uh, he got the goal line carries. Ingram, I think, finished with like 29 yards on 10 carries. It was not a good day for him. It's a surprising split. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised at, at the, the snap count for those guys. Um, Mark Andrews looks like a beast um, on the Cleveland side. <laughs> I feel like I should almost skip Baker here, but because you uh, you've talked about him a lot, Sean. But I'll just mention he missed several throws in this game. His yeah, he, he's he's bad at football. Yeah, he looked he looked really bad. He had a QB rating of sixty five. Ouch. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt outtouched Chubb 17 to 11 in this game when you combine uh, rushes and and uh, catches. And he got paid. And he got paid. So yeah. if you're if you're a Chubb owner, you're unhappy, and then you, you that's followed up with this game script, which gave Hunt more carries. I don't know what's going on there. Cream right. um, Hunt is a guy that can carry the load. I'm not saying that Chubb is going to be like a, a backup, but. I, I don't know what they're planning on doing there. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a, it's a surprising, it was a surprise to me, for me to see that. Right. Uh, OBJ got 10 targets. Yeah. But he caught three of them. And I think it was for like 21 yards or something like that. Well, and then he also made a bunch of mental errors too. Like he was like going out of bounds and coming in back in and trying to catch things. And he looked really out of it. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, OBJ is, Really struggled for the last, well, year. I have no interest in OBJ. Year and a little bit. Yeah, I for sure wouldn't trade for him right now. No. Not until things get straightened out in Cleveland. And <laughs> headline, David Njoku was the most productive tight end for the Browns. Right, but then he got hurt. He so, did get hurt. So yeah. don't go pick him up. Yeah, well, at least not right away. This new thing, getting used to reading a headline, so-and-so's placed on IR, you know, like, right. uh, and you're like, what I've lost so and so for the whole year. I'm like, nah, it's nah, just three weeks. It's it's a three week IR exactly. Colts Jags, um, boy, uh, I was not convinced that uh, Philip Rivers was going to be great. I did think that maybe he was going to be okay in this offense. Uh, I think he's a, a perfect fit there. Um, just the 
the short passing game that they're looking at. They're not asking him to throw the ball downfield. Um, they're going to focus on the running backs. Speaking of the running backs, um, uh, I, I put I planted my flag out there that uh, that Marlon Mack was was going to be the more productive runner at least for the first half of the year, and he, he was on pace for a really nice game, and then he tears his Achilles. Yeah. Um, and he was he was for sure more more effective than Jonathan Taylor early on. I think he's a better running back for right now, uh, but maybe he's never going to play football again. So yeah. uh, that that we'll see. That's but, tough, man. Contract oh, year, especially because we were talking about the contracts thing, and we yeah. brought this up. And uh, you know, he's you know, if you're if you're Aaron Jones or somebody, and you also didn't get paid, you're like, uh, I'm calling my agent right now. And uh, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a deal because you know you you get some of these guys that got paid right before the start of the season and those two guys did not get paid and one guy may never get paid so right. uh, that's a that's a that's a tough thing to watch and a tough thing to realize. Um, Jonathan Taylor uh, he uh, he he wasn't that effective as a runner but I will tell you what uh, his size and speed he looks scary in a secondary. He he actually kind of reminds me of this is a weird thing. Also, again, we like to show our age here. Uh, I like to flex on our, you know, the fact that we had a friend who just turned 50. Um, uh, he reminds me of Herschel Walker. I don't see him as very agile, Remember how, but but he is big and fast. And if he gets into a, into a secondary, he's going to be a total nightmare. So um, I, he has to figure out how to get through the line of scrimmage without running into things, but, but he's going to have lots of opportunity. Um, Naheem Hines was surprising in how, how he was utilized. He seemed, I, again, I think this is a thing where they have a rookie and they don't really want to tr- trust the offense to a rookie. So Matt goes down all of a sudden Naheem Hines gets a lot of play. I think he's an interesting pickup because yeah. I do see Jonathan Taylor being a guy that, that it might take a while for him to actually be the, the, the guy that, you know that other people, Jonathan Taylor fans out there, think he might be. Um, they 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 utilized Paris Campbell all, all over the field. He probably had more targets this game than all of last year. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> um, uh, Michael Pittman uh, looked like a project. He was barely involved in the game. Uh, over in the uh, Jacksonville side, uh, James Robinson, um, rookie. High volume, not very productive. He had he had one really sweet, like epically sweet hurdle where he just basically jumped over a dude and then like ran for twenty more yards on a on a pass. But uh, but other than that, he just had high volume. It wasn't terribly productive. It's too early to tell. Um, but I, I thought even that little that little flash to me moved the needle a little bit. It made me think that he might be uh, a guy that could could do something especially because maybe this offense isn't going to be quite as terrible yeah he he got every single running back carry for sure for jacksonville i'm trying to think yeah me too it might have been like every target every touch i should say yeah so they 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 saw something in camp that's i believe that's why they got rid of fournette in addition to the fact that fournette decided to badmouth the mustache speaking of the mustache uh very low volume Unbelievably efficient. I think he was at maybe nineteen for twenty one at one point. Nineteen in time. for twenty. Yeah, like that's he, crazy. He had that's one like Tom Brady efficiency, right? Yeah. Um, I, I made that comparison. You heard it. I heard it. I think I did that. Is that was I that's, wanna... that's the guy I was trying to get you to. <laughs> so, they, yeah. so there you go. Compared to Brady so earlier. Now, I'm Boom. Gonna, uh, there you go. I'm, uh, week one. You heard it. Gardner <laughs> Minshew next time Brady. Nice. Um, Lavisca Chanel, I thought was interesting. Um, he didn't play a whole lot, uh, but when they brought him in, they used him. He he came in on designed plays to use his athleticism, and he looked good. So um, I, I actually thought that was I was pleasantly surprised by um, the fact that they were featuring him when he was in the game. I, I thought there was a good chance he was going to get the ball. All right, on to the Steelers-Giants game. I just have a few comments about this game, a few takeaways. Um, ben Roethlisberger looked really rusty. Like, like out of sync with everybody, like yeah, Tom Brady? just terrible passes. Um, I mean, the guy hasn't played football for over a year, so I yeah. guess it's probably understandable, but or pretty close to a year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he just was not, he was not on his game. Uh, this week, Connor's banged up already. He left the game with a with a banged up ankle. 
Um, he's on my team, and I'm just tiring of that. Well, I've got three running backs on my team that are all injured now. So after one, we got I lost Mac. Miles Sanders was out, and then and Le'Veon Bell went out. So like I'm down to one running back now. So I'm not going to get any sympathy. You're getting from no you. sympathy from me. All right. <laughs> um, Chase Claypool was a rookie that I was really excited about. I was upset when I didn't get him on my team. He me had a, too. He had a really nice sideline catch in this game. He didn't see a lot of action, but he showed that ability that we saw in college. It looks, it looks like uh, I, Washington got uh, quite a bit of work. Um, but he it, did, it, but not again, like a high volume, but not a lot of deep throws. Yeah. Um, for the Giants, Darius Slayton had a real nice game. Uh, I was not sold on his season last year. I didn't expect big things out of him this year, and that might still be the case. But he had a really nice game. And then Saquon Barkley struggled more Wait, than I expected. Who? <laughs> Are you hooing Saquon? <laughs> But uh, I, I, at one point in the game, I think it was it was too far into the game. He had minus two yards, and I was just like, "What is going on?" So yeah. I don't I don't know offhand. I can't remember what he finished. You, you're, with, not, you're not worried. You're not worried, worried about him yet. But you know, only for the guy that owns Saquon in our league, yeah. I, I'd be really worried, and I think you should trade him. You should for me. sure trade him. Yeah, but, there you go. <laughs> uh, James Conner uh, banged up. Um, Benny Snell got a lot of work, and it looked like he he looked good. Yeah, um, yeah. He because Connor also I should mention he was not getting it done when he was in there, um, and Snell ended up I think over a hundred yards on the night. So he he was. We might be looking at a situation where, um, it's again what one week, but um, with Connor banged up, you might get Snell might get um, a decent amount of work for a while and get an opportunity to prove, prove himself. And, um, that might be a, a scary situation for Connor owners. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not saying go all in on Benny Snell. I'm just saying, um, that that's a situation I've been looking at and thinking that that could be a, a, a situation where they might be looking to move on. And, uh, and this is one of those moments where you see that. And if Benny Snell seizes that, then it, it could be, it could be trouble for Connor owners. Yeah, the Steelers, they like to go with the bell cow. And and they, they like to go with the bell cow, and they like to move on from guys. And That's, that's the, true. And that's, and that's uh, it's again, one of these contract year situations where um, maybe Benny Snell is, gets, gets, uh, gets, is the next James Connor, who is the next, you know. So, uh, all right, so Seahawks-Falcons. Um, I, th- I thought it was interesting – the passing game for the Seahawks was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, a lot of passes, deep shots, DK, uh, first down marker type stuff for Tyler Lockett. Uh, I th- one thing I thought was really interesting is Carlos Hyde got a lot of the work early in the game. Um, and then uh, and later on in, in the game, it shifted to um, Carson. Carson, I thought, looked pretty good. He got involved in the passing game. That was nice. A thing that I think is interesting, um, and I, I picked, uh, I think, DK as a breakout player, so I, I am doing a victory lap here. Um, they this In two games, key games, um, in the playoff, playoffs last year and in a, in a key fourth down here, they basically called a deep shot to DK, which shows a tremendous amount of trust in, in this guy. And I think that, to me, is an indicator that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks view DK as the wide receiver one on that team. And I think people who are Tyler Lockett owners need to get used to that. It doesn't mean Tyler Lockett's a bad football player. He is a good football player. He is going to get a lot of volume, but that's that offense is going to be keyed on on DK Metcalf. Over in Atlanta, um, uh, Ridley had a huge game, but there was some blown coverage stuff later on. At least it looked like a blown coverage to me. I didn't see it. I haven't, I haven't like looked at the all 22 video to see if maybe he just juke somebody so bad that he's just standing, uh, uh, alone. Six yards around him with nobody, with nobody there. But so I don't know that you can count on that. Um, that passing game looked legit though, and, and that's no surprise to anybody. Yeah, Ridley was one of three uh, Falcon receivers to have, I think, double-digit targets in this game. And uh, 
Yeah, they had, they had I'm blanking on the third guy, but they, yeah, they had a Gage. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell they, Gage. They had he he had a lot of work, yeah. and and if they're going to keep on throwing the football, they might, you know, the jerseys are also terrible. By the way, <laughs> I just have to say that uh, the ATL jersey jersey's terrible. Um, Todd Gurley, uh, he there's nobody else in that team that's going to carry the football. There, he is what I, I, I call term to me pedestrian workhorse. He's not going to do anything flashy. I think that the days of Todd Gurley dominating games are is over. But he's still going to get all the work. And um, uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, maybe a little bit of a um, uh, early, uh, you know, something for you. Um, he didn't have a lot of volume, but he had a really, uh, really nice play. So I thought that he, his involvement in this offense, I think, is going to be pretty clear. I hope so. He's he's one of my guys that I was planting flags on. Right. All right, Titans and Broncos. Um for Denver, I thought Fant looked really good. He uh this I, I wasn't sure about this play. It's one of the one of these plays that I had mixed feelings about. Drew Locke was rolling out to his right. He he motioned to Fant to move back towards the middle of the field. And he kind of did this cross-body throw, which ended up in a touchdown. It resulted in a touchdown. But it was a super dangerous throw. Yeah, like the one that I think I think Sam Darnold did something similar and just like it was just a bad, bad, bad interception, right? And I said he's not very bright. Maybe he just needs Drew Locke's arm well, <laughs> or, luck or or receiving talent. That's the thing. Like when it, when it happened, I'm like, oh, that was a sweet play. Drew Locke might have a future. And then I'm like... All it took was like a few inches, and that's a bad interception on yeah. a bad decision. Um, so I don't know. But bottom line, Fant had a couple of good plays. He like ran a guy over on another play later. He just looked like a so B.A. I, I didn't watch that game. I watched I watched some highlights, in full disclosure. But I will say when I was watching the highlights, I actually was like, did they speed these up? But I, I literally was like, this is not normal speed. Because Fant looked really fast, and he is fast. We know he's fast, but I was just like, that he just doesn't look like he's that, that's actual human speed. That seems like enhanced human speed, like the crowd noise. Um, so I he he might be in for um, or he might be a, a, a really good player. Well, it's early to say, but but he looked good to me. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, just another comment on Denver, uh, Jerry Judy led the team in targets, maybe not unexpected with Sutton injured. Um, but Tim Patrick also saw quite a bit of work. So if you're looking for a guy that might still be available, he's a guy. Yeah, that's why he's available. But, uh, I'm not saying spend a lot on him, but if you need a receiver, maybe check him out until Sutton gets back. Um, and then just one note on Tennessee, uh, Corey Davis, I thought was looking good. I like, he wasn't gaining a ton of separation, but he was coming down with balls. It reminded me of my Denzel Mims take a little bit yes. early, my early Denzel Mims take. I ended up kind of coming to a different conclusion, but I'm like, well, he's catching all these balls and he's winning every contested catch, but every catch is contested. Right. Um, he did have a really sweet play though, where his footwork on the sideline, he he uh, got oh, his yeah. second foot down, kind of with the heel, which was kind of well, odd. I, but... I, and I, I, it was yeah, it was. It was well, I was curious of, like uh, about the rule and in, interpretation on that. Like, it's like a motion where you are touching in and then sliding out in one simultaneous thing. And I thought somewhere there's I don't know I haven't read the rule book, but I'm guessing that there's that they've decided exactly if you go heel toe versus toe heel versus whatever, they've got. Um, they've got a rule for that, and uh, I thought that was interesting. That call, yeah, it looked it was a, it was a very athletic play. Yeah, so you know, if you've given up on Corey Davis, I, is he this year's? Oh, he could oh. be. He could win the Devontae Parker Award. <laughs> he could win the Devontae Parker Award. Think He's, about it. it. The the profile is literally the same thing. We have our first, well, our second nominee, our third, because we third. we both. Uh, I'm renominating. Yeah. yeah, we both picked other people, right? Yeah. You picked Brashad Perryman, or did yes. I pick Brashad? One of us picked yeah, Brashad Perryman. I, I, picked I would Perryman. I would flip off of Brashad Perryman and go to Corey Davis at this point, just because okay. that Jets offense is so bad. Yeah. Dolphins Patriots, uh, get ready for Tua. I mean, it's not happening now, but it's happening. Fitz tragic looks replaceable. Um, the uh, 
not I, I don't know who the running back is to have in Miami. Is it Miles Gaskin? It it really looks non existent. Um on the flip side, like there's a lot of talk and excitement about Miami. They they had all those picks. They they made some arguably some pretty good picks. They they invested in the offensive line. That stuff takes time though. It you can't just snap your fingers and, and make a good football team when you're as bad as they were. So I, I'm not excited about really anybody in Miami this year. Um, yeah, Breda like was hardly used. Right, Laird got a carry or two. Like, I thought Gasecki looked pretty good, uh, but I don't. I don't just. I just don't trust. Uh, trust? I'm not even sure that's a word. <laughs> I don't trust uh, Fitzmagic uh, to get him the football at all. So I, I, I get more interested once Tua gets in there, which I'm going to say is going to be like week three or four. Um, New England, man, Cam Newton is going to be a beast. I would never have guessed that, that a Bill Belichick offense would have a quarterback rush the football 15 times. I think that's insane. Uh, it's insane for pretty much anybody, but for Bill Belichick, especially can, can, but that's just, he's got a new toy. Like he's had like this, this really, really, really slow quarterback for years. And now he's like, Hey, I can do new things. And so that I think camps is going to be a beast. Uh, I, I wasn't excited about any of the outside receivers in new England. I still am not. I, I think the, the, um, I just don't see any, anything productive coming out of that. I thought Julian Edelman's look good. I don't think he's a product of Tom Brady. He's a, re- a really good football player. You, the buy low window that we talked about earlier with him might still be open. It might still be open. And I would, I would do that if you haven't, uh, if you need a wide receiver and you think you can get, get him on the cheap, do it. Uh, r- r- backfield there. It's by committee. It's ick. It's ick. Sonny Michelle didn't, he just got a touchdown, but we're again, you got a Cam Newton offense, which means the running backs never do anything in a Cam Newton offense. And, you know, that that backfield is going to just get cloudier and cloudier um, once Harris comes back. I don't want any of these guys. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from <laughs> Should we move that. on then? <laughs> well, the only thing I'd say about this game, well, and, and another game, but the uh, Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick, who's, oh. who's the true mastermind, <laughs> Uh, battle uh, round one has gone to Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for I, sure. We, we haven't talked about the Tampa game. No, yet, we'll but, get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chargers versus Bengals. Um, Joshua Kelly had several carries in inside the ten in this game. He yeah. scored on one rookie rookie steal. I yeah. think he was going in third and fourth rounds. I think he he's got he's already uh, the the one B in that offense. And, yeah. uh, if, if you're a Jackson owner, I think we might as well move on. Right. So, um, I, I think he, 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 that's an opportunity I think is going to remain there. Uh, Mike Williams kind of like limped out of the training room, like had his head wrapped in bloody bandages and, uh, <laughs> he did not, he didn't, but it like all, everything was like, Oh, he's hurt. He's not going to play. He's not going to well, play. Especially Cause you didn't watch the hard knocks drama ab- about his injury. That was a, a feature in hard knocks. I had no thought that Mike Williams was going to play. If you had asked me on whatever Saturday, I would have been like, nah, he's not going to play. So all he did was come out of the training room and lead the team in targets with nine and receiving yards with 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, Cincinnati Burrow, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. He had some really good moments, like a 23 I think you're underselling it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm happy. I mean, I, I drafted him, I should say, when I say I'm happy. But he looked very poised for a rookie quarterback in his first game. He scored a really nice rushing touchdown where he set up a blocker to get in. Um, He just showed some really nice flashes. He also had a pretty bad uh, interception throw. So, you know, there'll be growing pains with a a rookie quarterback, but all in all, pretty pleased. For for me, the poise, that's, that's worth more than anything. If you look like you belong... That to me is is a great sign, and that's what I I noticed uh, out of him is that 
you, you, that just for me that just tells you so much. There's so many quarterbacks that you you watch them and they might have the athletic profile being great, but you can just kind of tell right out of the gate if they have it. I thought Joe Burrow looked like, looked like he had it, and his kind of under underrated athleticism. Um, he's a lot faster than people think, and he's more mobile than people think. And and I think that was he demonstrated that on that uh, on that rushing touchdown where I thought he looked good. Yeah, I I agree that he looks like he belongs in the NFL. Mixon took all but one rush in this game, um, but just the the one thing to note is he wasn't really involved in the passing game at all. Gio Bernard took all the passing down work from Mixon. Um, A.J. Green dominated targets. He had a TD called back, so um, had that not happened, his day would have looked a lot better. Um, he, he could have a real nice season this year. If, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, which yeah. is not a good bet. But. I think, but I think he was a guy that we basically said, "Hey, if you can get him, get him," uh, because he, when he's in the game, he's going to be good. Uh, Raiders, Panthers, um, boy, so many rookies to talk about here. First of all, before we get to that, uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be a beast. Oof, like, look good. Like a special back. Uh, like, I, I'm like a Zeke Elliott back like wow. a guy yeah i'm I'm just if you're a josh jacobs owner like you know lock that guy down for for a while because he is going to be um a top 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 tier running back for many years um uh that's not i'm not surprising anybody with hey josh jacobs is a good running back but i'm just i'm saying i i he i perceive him to be kind of an entering that top level. Yeah, I think that's a different take. I think people have uh, have thought of him as a good back, but not, I don't think up in that level. Uh Rugs is I think uh speaking of rookies, he's he's uh, I think he's going to be special as well. They took a couple deep shots with him. He was kind of the focal point of that passing offense. Um you know uh, until he got hurt. I, I just it the, what my perception of him and the difficulty it's going to be uh, to, for defenses to cover a guy that fast. Um, I think that showed uh, Waller had a lot of high volume. Uh, Edwards uh, didn't get much work. He had one catch for nine yards. He's a starting wide receiver. You got to do more than that. I mean, that is um, that, you know, I, I, it made me question. I had, I liked him uh, made me question that a little bit. Not everybody can do it right away, but I would also say part of the issue here, I think, is Gruden's fascination with designing plays for the Z receiver. He plays the X, and um, and that's kind of a distraction for John Gruden. So I think I'm not saying, you know, sell on Brian Edwards at all. I just think the ceiling on that might be a little bit lower than um, than people thought. Uh, Panthers, um, have you heard of this guy, uh, Christian McCaffrey? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's. He, I I didn't know who he was, but but he looked he looked really good. I'm just, I've, I've made that joke like three times, but he, uh, you know, they didn't trust but with it. different guys, Sean. Yeah, so, so, so it is original that, every time. That it yeah, keeps being funny. The, the if it, <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I'll keep on doing it. Um, oh shoot! So uh, you know they didn't trust him with that fourth and one at the end of the game. That's really weird. I think that's just a screw up. I mean, I, I don't know. It's something I would file away, but um, it, it, the, it, not in terms of a, actually affecting his overvalue. They've paid him. He's really good. But I just think it's a weird thing what you have arguably the best running back in football and a key fourth down and don't use him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, looked um, mobile and accurate. We knew he would be accurate. He looked more mobile than I expected. He looked more athletic than I expected. Um DJ Moore got a lot of um, got a lot of volume, not a lot of production. I'm still I'm still a believer in him. Uh, I wouldn't chase Robbie Anderson if he's available on your waiver wire um, as a blown coverage. Um, don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. That is not going to be something that like that's a typical one week flash, and then you're not going to see much Robbie Anderson for for weeks and weeks and weeks. So that's what I have to say about that. All right, Cardinals and 49ers. Uh, Kyler Murray, 
I think he's probably a top five quarterback option this year. Um, a lot of it does have to my do with my breakout quarterback. I believe was it yours or mine? I think we no, we both we both were high in him. You you had you had him for a different award. I but, think I awarded him the will be an elite. Yeah, player or something next like year. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of it does have to do with his rushing production. He had a hundred yards and then dropped down to ninety-one yards because he the, knelt the, down. The kneel downs. Yeah, oh, kneel I hate downs. that. Right? That's a rule that just should be changed, but. We're not in charge, so. But he also threw for 230 yards and a touchdown. Um, but with that rushing yardage, that rushing production, his floor is just so high right. from week to week. Um, <laughs> another storyline we brought up last week was how would Hopkins do in Arizona switching teams? Well, he saw 16 targets, <laughs> caught 14 of them. Yeah, like, that was that was their victory lap on that trade, oh, by the man. way. Like, oh, you're going to give us him for this guy that we didn't really want anymore? Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. So 150 yards on the day. He's just he's gonna just be fine there it'll be he'll be uh hopkins all year long for you mm-hmm. um in san francisco uh raheem mostert dominated the running back touches which we expected but there's always a chance in yeah, san francisco yeah. Jerk mckinnon got in the end zone i think he right? did he did but he i think mckinnon only touched the ball maybe three times no, and I know. one of them happened to be a touch we, we liked mostert um yeah. and as did a lot of people i don't think we were unique in that department but i i i it was nice to see um, that he continued to be productive and for people who invested in him, they, they got some payoff. And uh, I heard the stat next gen stats, you know, like oh, does yes. the miles per are you hour. Gonna, are you going to, is this how many carries he had over 15 miles per hour? <laughs> well, <laughs> his 76 yard touchdown, he hit like 23 miles per hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Which was the fastest touchdown in, all of last season, I can't remember. I can't like bring bring the, no, I know. I, the I, I point saw, home. I saw here, it as well. It, it was he was it really was, fast. Yeah, he, he was really fast, and I didn't would never have guessed that Raheem Mostert um, was maybe uh, one of the faster guys in the no. NFL. I mean, I think oh, oh, San Francisco Matt Breda was really fast, um, right? But yeah, I guess they didn't need Matt Breda because they got a faster guy in Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then uh, last last uh, item for the 49ers, all of their wideouts combined for four receptions oh, God. F- for 41 yards, <laughs> and they were led by Kendrick Bourne. So well, Dante Pettis did better than his Super Bowl because he got he got a target in this one. <laughs> uh, I will say, hey, I threw I, I wasn't here for that episode, but I did throw Kendrick Bourne into the uh, minimum players guy. Uh, Minimum salary. Minimum salary. Yeah. Minimum yeah. <laughs> player. That sounds a little harsher. Right, right. But he, I think he is a talented guy. I just, my concern, and, and as an Ayuk owner, uh, my concern in the 49ers offense is are any of the wide receivers going to be individually productive? They've got a really mediocre quarterback, and they're going to rotate in a bunch of different receivers. It's going to be wide receiver by committee. Bears Lions. Um, wow. Uh, AP, look, another victory lap. I wow. said that Adrian Peterson was going to be a bell cow this year. I just didn't have the right team. <laughs> well, we are talking about week one, Sean. Okay, that is true. But I did not expect him to come in with no training camp with that team and uh, and basically be a bell cow on that team. A team with two other talented running backs on that team just was very surprising to me. That said... To me, Adrian Peterson, having watched a lot of Adrian Peterson over the years, he looked really slow. He, to me, it, 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 he he looked like um, just kind of a, a sled. It's hard to t- he's big and he still can move a little bit. Um, it's hard to take him down. He knows how to run the football. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, selling my DeAndre Swift shares if I got DeAndre Swift uh, based upon that. But I might be selling Carrion Johnson because uh, um, I, I, I do think that he might not have a place. I could see crazy, crazy trade uh, possibility. I could see Detroit moving Carrion to a team like Indianapolis, who suddenly finds himself in need, uh, find themselves in need of a running back. So 
keep an eye on. There's three running backs there. There's really not three jobs, and there are some teams out there that could use another running back. Um, I, I also said before that maybe they trade AP. They could trade AP as well. That would be another thing to do. Um, boy, DeAndre Swift uh, dropped that game winner. Yeah. That, that that's like one of those things that's probably going to stick with him. And it was nice that Adrian Peterson's like, you got to, you know, move on from that. He, you know, he did score a touchdown. Um, again, these rookies, it's going to take them a little while. It's just a tough way to start your career in yeah. the NFL. I thought Matt Stafford looked really good. Chicago side, Anthony Miller. Um, that's a guy that, that he was, uh, a lot of people had as kind of a potential breakout this year. Uh, he might be able to do that. That throw that that uh, the Chicago won the game with, uh, I did not see that out of Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I was really impressed with that throw, and I thought maybe it's just pure luck. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> it's given the benefit of the doubt. He was taken number two overall ahead of uh, was it Watson and Mahomes? Is it yeah, Mah- whatever. He he. Uh, I thought Trubisky looked mobile. Uh, inconsistent um, to me, not terrible. He, he he felt like like a Josh Allen if Josh Allen was on a much crappier team. <laughs> so you might get some fantasy production out of a guy like Trubisky uh, because he can move around a bit, but that team is 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 not a good football team. And uh, a boy though, <laughs> Detroit. Detroit is Detroit. They're gonna always do this. It, 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 my 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 kid was watching it, and he's just like, "This is like Detroit's entire season last year, right? Like they're just in, unbelievable. Like the Vikings have unbelievable ways that they lose NFC Championship games. But what if that was every football game for your team? Yeah. That's the Detroit Lions. It's got to be tough to be a Lions fan. Yeah. All right, our last game: uh, Bucks versus Saints. Uh, Ronald Jones ended up dominating the snaps and the touches over Fournette. Um, Victory lap. Right. Well. For now. Yeah, for now. Uh, Jones had 33 snaps, 19 touches. Fournette only saw nine snaps, but had six touches in those uh, snaps. So he was used when he was on the field. Um, Mike Evans, this, I, I will tip my hat to you here, Sean. You said he could have a tough year this uh, this season. He was hurt. Keep that in mind. True, true. He caught his only pass of the game with two minutes and 46 seconds left. It was a two-yard touchdown. It was a touchdown. So and they he, threw to him on the, on the two-point conversion that they tried to. Right, but it failed. Scotty Miller saw almost as many targets and was almost as productive as Chris Godwin. What? I know. So that's another guy you might be able to pick up off of waivers this week. Um, Brady did talk him up after the game. So he's, he's Brady a guy. Brady loves his slot receivers. Yeah. He's and, a guy and, I'd take a shot and at. People it. are like, well, Chris Godwin plays a lot out of the slot, but Scotty Miller only plays out of the slot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I like that. O.J. Howard uh, was the tight end to own this week, and Tampa Gronk had a real quiet day. Two receptions for 11 yards. O.J. Howard, he had a touchdown, right, yeah. Sean? Yeah, he had a touchdown. Yeah, so um, maybe. maybe I, I, was... I can't remember the yardage exactly, but it was it was, it was was for sure better than Gronk. Yeah. And we talked a little bit. They might not use Gronk much. It's going to be a ramp up for that guy, I think, and, and whether he is effective in your fantasy playoffs I'm not. I'm not saying no yet. Sure. Um, Brady. I mentioned earlier the Belichick Brady battle. Um, Brady was kind of a little bit like Roethlisberger to me, where he just didn't seem to be on the same page with his receivers. His arm looked okay, though. His arm looked fine. Yeah. Yes, but he. Uh, there were just some. Like, I think Evans broke off a route at one point. It turned into an interception. Um, he, they just didn't seem to be on the same page yet, but I'm guessing they'll get there. Brady's been at this quite a while. Yes. Um, in, in New Orleans or for New Orleans, I should say, uh, Camara also got paid this week. Um, he was out carried by Latavius Murray though. That surprised uh, you? Uh, it did surprise me. Yeah. Latavius had 15 carries. Camara had 12 and, um, Murray like tripled his rushing yardage as well. To me, it seemed a little. It seemed a little bit like uh, that game was kind of in hand. Uh, 
for a while and I felt like maybe this didn't feel like the need to, to use Kamara because because Latavius Murray is a, is a good running back. If you want to run the football, like he's a good. There's a reason why he's productive in every every stop he makes, and it's because um, I think that the team is going to feel very comfortable with him if you're running out of clock to give him the football. So I think it's game script dictated. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, he is a good running back. Kamara added 51 uh, receiving yards and two touchdowns on the day, so he also had a very productive week. Um, overall though, the passing game was pretty ugly for the Saints. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was actually the best receiver on the team this week, but that's not really saying all that much. Was he, was he better than, than Jared Cook? Because Cook also had a pretty good game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the big picture is the the saints got a ways to go here with their uh with their passing game they struggled a little bit here with against tampa which is a good defense yeah all right well that's gonna do it for our week one market report thanks for joining us we hope you enjoy this coming week's games and uh we'll see you next time bye-bye thank you for listening to another episode of steel join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.